Welcome into episode number 19 of the Pinewood Perspective. Feels good to be back this week. We've got uh, the head coaching search is going on in the NFL. Black Monday has come and gone, uh, but two more have dropped out. David Culley today dropped, and uh, Joe Judge got the boot yesterday. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Obviously, the playoffs are starting this weekend. We've got Super Wild Card Weekend, a slate of six NFL playoff games. Win and you're in, lose and you're going home. And then we're going to talk about who we think is going to win the end of the year awards. That includes MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and more. I'm Will G. I'm Brett White. Justin Matthews. This is the Pinewood Perspective. back in on episode number 19 of the Pinewood Perspective. Boys, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It feels good to be back, though. It really does. Uh, a lot of good things coming up for the network now. I feel like, feel like you know, got to be a little straightforward. I just needed a little break. I needed one. You know, I feel like uh, I was losing kind of the joy in it for a while. Uh, I feel like I just put a lot on my plate at once. So I need to kind of just step back, reassess it all. And, uh, you know, I'm just so happy to be back. It feels good. Feel feels productive to be back. I just needed to kind of just step back for a minute and kind of see what I like about it, see what things that I want to move forward with, um, maybe drop some things in some areas for the network. But it feels good to be back. How you boys been? Yeah, man. Um, had a great holiday. And like you said, it was, it was a good little break. But the way I view it now, you know, we're still still in the football season. Um, but this just feels kind of like season two, you know. So a new year, a um, lot of new things coming. Uh, and, you know, football-wise, my Green Bay Packers are sitting at the one seed. I get to breathe this week. So, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting back to talking ball with you guys every week and um, looking forward to getting some things done this this new year, 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm um happy to be back. Happy we all back. Like uh Marshawn Lynch said, man, protect your chicken and protect your mental. So uh that's good, man. You always need to, you know, we all need those uh mental breaks. I know I had a few here and there. Uh, a couple of I couldn't show up. So uh it's always good, man. Nice day that you protecting that and uh keeping your composure, you know. Um yeah, uh football season over, it's playoff time, time to see who the big dogs is. And uh, I'm excited. I'm happy that the Bears uh, have moved on. I know we're going to get into that later from our head coach and our GM. So I'm um, excited about that. Uh, fantasy football champ, you know what I'm saying? Mike Williams came through in the clutch last game. So uh, I'm excited about that. And, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be back, man. You walk away with any rings this year, Brett? Congrats, by the way, Justin. Two second places Two and second. a third. Two seconds and a third, yep. Ooh. Pretty heard about it. Oh. Very tough. Uh, we walked away with a third, uh, which was sickening after going 12 and two in the regular season. Walking away with a third place finish is never a fun thing. Uh, but it was just one of those weeks, you know, in the semis for fantasy. He had Debo, Chubb. They went off for both like 30, 30 pieces. 
I think we ended up losing by like five. Uh, Devontae saved our asses, but Jonathan Taylor had a down week. He only had like 11. Delvin Cook was hurt, and so we had to rock with Madison. And, you know, Madison's a solid backup to have for sure, but he ain't Delvin Cook. And uh, Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always said it, man. Um, like a lot of those guys you were saying, come playoff time, it's just – it's – it's really not not about the guys that got you there, you know. There's a lot of guys banged up, and you gotta gotta do make a lot of waiver wire moves, and you know play guys like Madison or Jeff Wilson or yeah, you know even even I got beat in a dynasty league where guys have thirty man rosters. Damn, freaking! There was Braxton Berrios was picked up and played against me in the championship and scored 26 on me. No. So just little things like that, you know. Dude, yeah. It's like when it comes to fantasy, man, it's like, like you said, like the best, like if you have a really good roster, you're going far. Like those, the, the consistent guys, man. But once it comes playoff time, it's just all about those make or break games, you know, and that's when teams, that's when teams are playing for something too, you know, towards the end of the season, Dude's got a ball out to win. So, like, Debo Samuel, you know, he's been a stud all year long, but he just had one of those games, games where you're like, damn, you know, that's going to – it's going to – championship. Well, let's get into it. You know, head coaching search is going on. I think we've got what now? So, the Raiders are 50-50. You know, I, I feel like it's – you know, that's got to be tough to walk away from a guy, you know, who took over in week six and still got you to the postseason. I feel like – if anything, you know, guys are fighting for him. If anything, he should maybe get another chance. The Raiders are probably the only 50-50 team left, I'd say. Jaguars are starting their coaching search. Chicago Bears are getting their coaching search in. The Minnesota Vikings have finally moved on from Mike Zimmer after, I think, eight seasons there. And Rick Spielman. Uh, the Giants moved on from Joe Judge yesterday. Texans moved on for David Culley today. And uh, the Broncos. So that's what six teams. Has anyone else moved on? Am I missing? And the Dolphins. Brian Flores, uh, kind of the real shocker to everyone uh, after finishing the season eight and one. Flores being on his way out. Um, so what would you guys say out of Texans, Dolphins, Bears, Vikings, Broncos, Giants, and the potential Jaguars and potential Raiders is the best spot to go to in the NFL? Um, I'll start us off here. Obviously, you know, it'd be nice to go to a spot with a solidified quarterback position. And, you know, um, our boy JB, he he really uh, barks a lot about the Vikings being the best position available. But personally, um, I'm going to exclude the Raiders from this because I feel like you know, if they get a playoff win, they'll have no choice but to keep that guy around. Um, at, at least that, that's what it feels like to me. But I like the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, Flores has gotten a lot of credit for what they have done there the last two years. I mean, I know I give him a lot of credit. But you also got to think that the guy that they do end up hiring – is thinking that he's going to be able to do a better job than what Flores had done. And that's what they're expecting, bringing in the next coach. 
So they, they have a, a great roster. They've got 19 wins in the last two seasons. They have a bunch of draft capital. Um, and, you know, obviously you can say that the O-line is the most important, you know, give or take. Or, But really, I mean, two is kind of unknown, and they, they don't really have a good running back. So they've, they've got a good defense. And they just they just nailed the Jalen Waddle pick last year, so for them to you know have 19 wins in the last two seasons with being inconsistent at the quarterback position, not really having a true running back, and having all the draft capital that they have, um, I, f- I feel like that's that's just a and location, you know, Miami, the weather's nice all year mm. round. That's that's just got to be a prime time destination, personally. Oh, a thousand percent, you know. Um, I'm sure anyone would love to take their talents to South Beach. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'd have to agree with you. It, I'd probably say them. And I really like the Denver Broncos. Uh, I feel like what kind of situation you're walking into with Minnesota is there's a lot of 50-50 guys. You know, you look at the you look at the roster right now on paper and it looks like a great, you know, landing spot. You've got a young all-star breakout wide receiver in Justin Jefferson. Um, but there's a lot of Vikings reporters that are 50-50 on Kirk Cousins and what's going to be next. Is the GM going to want to come in and stick with Kirk, who has been, you know, um, about as above average as above average gets the last four seasons in Minnesota? Or are they going to want to start fresh, start over? You've got 50-50 guys like Anthony Barr. Daniel Hunter's contract is in the works. I know that they extended Dalvin Cook. So, and they've got a young offensive line. Uh, but the secondary needs a lot of work. you got to kind of figure out what to do with Harrison Smith. I know he has a, an extension, but, you know, he's getting up there in age, still a pro bowler. But the secondary needs work. You know, Pat Pete was uh, solid this year. But, you know, he's an older guy as well, an older vet. He's been around for a long time. Uh, and then Cam Dantzler went downhill this year. So there's still a lot of work to be done in Minnesota, and I feel like you're just walking into a, uh, quite a few 50-50 situations there uh, that could kind of, you know, be a little frightening. But, like, uh, and, but Denver. Denver, I think, is probably one of my favorite spots as well. That receiving core, when healthy, is, you know, lethal. I really like Noah Fant if they can get an offensive mind in there. He's still one of the fastest tight ends in the league. Um and then the defense has a lot of young guys, you know, Pat Sertain, Simmons, young secondary guys, and, uh, you know, some, some a very solid defensive line. You know, obviously they traded Von Miller, but guys are showing out there. So I feel like there's a lot of positives in Denver to look forward to as well. Now, what would you guys say, Justin, who's your favorite spot, actually? I do want to, I'm, I'm curious. Um, I actually kind of agree with Brett with the uh, Miami, but, you know, for the sake of the argument, I'd also say if Aaron Rodgers, only if Aaron Rodgers leaves the uh, NFC North, then I think the um, Vikings are really uh, primed to possibly take over that division because I feel it would be wide open. Um, you made some great points, but, you know, like, I mean, for you, you made a lot of good points. So I understand what you're saying as well. I just feel like um, – they are explosive on our offense. They have pieces that they need to plug up on the on the defense, definitely. 
But I like that situation knowing it only if this is only if he leaves, knowing that you have a chance to kind of take over that uh, division. And um, that's all it is, man. Okay. Now, what would you guys say is probably your one of your least favorite spots that you would want to end up right now? Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I like I like this question better than the first one because yeah. you know with um, with all of our answers, you know, I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of great potential la- or you know spots that you could go as a head coach because I mean this is the NFL. There's tons of good players on every team, you know, and and they can go about um, getting their team to the playoffs, you know, many different ways. But the worst one. Um, that sticks out to me and that just seems like a just some place I would not be interested in going is New York Giants. Uh, right now, that place mm. just does not seem promising. Um, the Cowboys, they seem to be in a place to where they're going to be running that division for a while. And also where the Giants are with their quarterback situation, Daniel Jones. I mean, who knows? There's so many people back and forth. I know I just looking on Twitter, I've just seen, you know, do they keep them? Do they get rid of them? And they've been so bad for the last few years. I mean, since I can remember that that's just not a spot that I would want to go to um, if I'm trying to become a head coach. And especially with the New York media, um, it's one thing being in like a, a smaller or, you know, place where you're probably not going to catch as much scrutiny if you're not getting the job done. And New York, um, you'll definitely catch some heat um, if you're not getting the job done. And I feel like that's got to be one of the toughest spots right now to get the job done based on um, their, you know, roster build. But they do have two first-round picks um, in this next year's draft, I believe, from the Bears trade, right? Yeah, the Justin Fields trade. Right. So, I mean, I think they're both top ten. So that'd be nice. And, you know, they could if they nail those picks, um, that'd be good. But, I mean, it just made me – talking about two early first-round picks made me think of a, the other New York team, the uh, Jets, a while back. And I remember they took, like, D. Milner – and Geno Smith, and those were busts. So that could happen as well. But, yeah, New York Giants for sure. I feel like the thing with the Giants is when you look at the rest of that division, dude, it's scary. Like you said, the Cowboys, they're in, you know, a spot where they could be running, you know, that division for a while. But even if you look at the rest of the teams, man, the Washington football team, if they can get really good, consistent quarterback play, they've got pieces to have winners there as well. You know, obviously, two years ago, uh, they were, you know, one of the kind of look down upon franchises and, you know, Riverboat Ron's kind of turned things around over there. And I feel like, you know, especially the Eagles too. Jalen Hurts is, you know, looking very good right now. Um, No one really seen them as a playoff team. They're a stinky playoff team. Their defensive line is playing unreal. Their offensive line is playing unreal. Devonta Smith is looking solid. Uh, and you know, then you have the Cowboys. It looks like a really scary division to go to. And I feel like you could say the same thing with the Texans. The Colts have a lot of promise. The Titans have been, you know, very consistent winning over the last three years. 
uh, Vrabel's looking like an amazing, like he, he's looking like he could, you know, get that team far very consistently. And then the Jaguars, you know, as bad as they were this year, you know, having that number one overall spot, you got Trevor Lawrence who shows a lot of promise as a quarterback. Uh, they've got a solid wide receiving room. Uh, and, you know, you got a lot to build with over there as well, you know, and it's also a very nice spot to be in, you know, weather-wise and all that. So Houston could be a scary place to go to right now. And the biggest thing, obviously, that's been looming over Houston the last year and a half has been Deshaun Watson. What's his situation? Yeah, he could get you a haul, but if you bring in someone, like maybe you could be that guy to keep him there. And that's a big, you know, that's kind of as a, even as like a first time head coach, that could be a scary situation to go into. Justin, who, what would you say is one of your least favorite spots? Yeah, my pick was uh, Houston. Um, yeah, Houston is no promise. Not only is the division around them kind of better, I mean, especially, like you said, for all the reasons you you, you said, the Colts and the um, – the, uh, uh, the Titans. Jags, yep. Colts and the Titans. But the, uh, the Jags, as bad as they are, at least they got – they can at least say, you know, we we possibly got the guy in Trevor Lawrence. Um, so the Texans, I can't think of anybody outside of what Brandon Cooks, who's a vet at this point, um, who was really productive on that on that team. Um, then you can see what they just did with their uh, head coach. They just let him go today, and that I mean, I don't think he's. You can't tell. I mean, he he can only do so much with the roster that he got. So I feel like. That's I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the guy coming in after that. Like, what do you expect me to do with what we have? We don't have the young quarterback like the Jags. We don't have, I mean, no no solid pieces on on, on defense. What maybe uh was it Justin uh, uh Justin Reed or somebody like that? I think uh, safety. Like they don't they don't really have anything. I don't see anything promising. Nothing to really hang your hat on. Like what well, we did this well this season. They just kind of kind of bad in a in a in a division that that looks to be getting uh better so I, yeah I, my, my my pick would be the uh texans you know there's one team that we haven't talked about yet it's that middle of the pack team you know maybe it's not one of the best destinations to land right now but we definitely haven't talked about it as the worst destination to land either it's you know, my chicago bears no it ain't <laughs> us we ain't that bad <laughs> like but we haven't talked about we we haven't talked about them we've talked about every other team as kind of a bad team to land to and uh we've talked about every other team as a good team to land to so the chicago bears we, as a head coach would you want to go into a situation like that where you know you got justin fields there's a lot of question marks a lot of young pieces as well to build around the draft capital ain't there the cap room is better. You know, they're projected 11th in cap space into 2022, but you don't have much draft capital and there's some question marks looming. Um, I don't think that's the best. I don't think that's the destination you look at and you say, I want to go there, but I don't think that's the worst. It, I feel it can get a lot worse than Chicago. Our situation, um, it depends on who you are as the head coach. If you believe that Justin Fields is a superstar, which I do. I feel he just needs to, um, you know, get some more reps in and and get some more help. But uh, I feel Justin Fields could have had a much better season than he did if he was just used properly. I don't feel he was used to his full potential. So you a, a head coach coming into that situation, you got a chance to do something really special with one of the NFL's oldest, most storied franchises. 
with this young upcoming quarterback in a, 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 a great football city. I mean, it's a lot to uh, look forward to if you feel like, you know, you you the man for the job. I mean, we, I know that we got a defense. I know that our defense is getting older, but we still a a, a pretty solid defense. Um, we got Khalil Mack coming back. Like you said, the draft capital isn't really there, but uh, we got some nice young people, young guys on the on the offensive line. Um, I think they really seriously just need some time to jail. I think I still got faith in Tevin Jenkins. I think he just needs time to uh, jail. It's the uh, it's, it's it's another guy. I can't remember his name. But uh, him as well, Borum. Yeah, it's Borum. Yeah. So I think those guys just need some time to jail, really play together, because uh, you know Tevin missed a lot of time, and maybe we need to go out and uh, uh, get either uh, another wide out for sure, because I think we're gonna lose a Rob, and maybe go after somebody like Ryan Jensen, a, a, a veteran, to you know kind of pull these guys together and solidify the O line. But it's not the worst place at all. I, I think we have potential. Especially if A-Rod leaves that division. Brett, Chicago Bears. Yeah. Um, you know, while Justin was talking, I was listening and I was also thinking a little bit too. And you know, six and eleven is when I think about the Bears this last year, I almost feel like they 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 felt to be worse than what their record was, you know, with all the just dysfunction, like Fields playing, Dalton playing. I mean, that, I think Foles even played a little bit. Like they had no consistency at the most important position, and their best player was out the whole season. So, just with those two things alone, I mean, yeah, they don't have a first round pick, but I think that from the outside looking in that that looks pretty promising um you're getting you know your best player back next season you got a uh a quarterback who seems to be pretty good um very mobile can make can make the throws going into year two um and actually hopefully going to play the full season if you're a bear fan so yeah i think i think that's a good situation to go into maybe not the best but um, like Justin said, it's it's one of the storied franchises, one of the most historic franchises, and it's not it's it's not like um, you know any of the positions that we did talk about, like the Giants and the Texans, or even you know the Jaguars, like like a relatively new team. Like this is this is a job that people want to have, and there's a lot of history, a large fan base. Um, good quarter, like, like I said, you know, a, a good young quarterback and the best player returning. So that's, it may not be the best, but it's definitely a lot better situation than uh, the the rest of the vacancies. Yeah, I'll, I'll get my two cents in on the Bears real quick. I feel like, yeah, the, you know, I feel like as a coach, you know, if I was a coach, I'd want to coach Justin Fields. You know, you have an opportunity to turn a franchise that's never really had a quarterback around you know and turn this kid into what the city has been needing and wanting for decades now uh that'd probably be one of the most like exciting things going in as a head coach and I feel like it's the young like yeah our defense is aging but there's young pieces to build around there you know Jalen Johnson showed a lot of promise Roquan Smith is due for a contract you have money to spend you can extend him keep him around uh 
second half of the season, other than that game against uh, Minnesota, Eddie Jackson fucked up on a fat contract. Eddie Jackson actually, you know, he doesn't have his 2018 picks and anything. He was a lockdown safety in the second half of the season. I think after week eight, he was putting up great numbers um, when targeted. And then, you know, obviously that Minnesota game, he looked off, but it was just a weird season. You know, everyone kind of, you know, knew what was going on in Chicago. Matt Nagy wasn't the answer. People started giving up on him. Uh, and like I, like I said, I think there's young pieces to build around defensively. You know, Akeem Hicks is going to be on his way out. Yeah. You know, uh, Robert Quinn just had a great year, but he's also aging. Uh, but Blyle Nichols has showed a lot of promise and, you know, in the middle of that defensive line, Kyrus Tonga, our seventh round pick played a lot of snaps this year was, a, I mean, he's a big boy. He's a good run defender. And, uh, you know, you look on the offensive side of the ball, David Montgomery is now due for an extension. You know, he's going to be playing still on his contract, but he can get extended. Darnell Mooney shows a lot of promise as a speed guy, guy you can line up all over the field. He was even getting a lot of carries out of the backfield this year. And you got money to spend. Like I said, you got money to spend. The draft capital isn't there. But um, I'd say, yeah, I'd say it's still, you know, a more promising spot than the shit teams we talked about. But I want to hop into the playoffs now, you know, the, the guys who are worth something right now. Uh, six playoff games this week. Brett, we'll start with you. What would you say your favorite matchup is before we hop into really all the games? Are you talking about like my my favorite? Like I do I know which game do I know is going to happen, or like which is going to be the most interesting to watch? Most interesting to watch. Okay, <clears throat> uh, I think you can't look no further than the Cowboys and 49ers. Uh, you know the game is in Dallas. The Niners to me seem like outside of that Tennessee game, they seem to be one of the hottest teams in football right now. Um, playing bully ball, mm-hmm. running it down teams' throats, and uh, maybe that's maybe that's just you know as a Packer fan, that's one of the teams I fear the most. And if they win, we'll most likely be playing them. And the Green Bay barely squeaked by them um, earlier this year, thanks to Mister Rogers and company. But uh, yeah, that game, you know, especially just with the historic uh, rivalry, you know, of, of the 90s and the great Cowboys and 49ers team, um, I expect that game to, to be a really good football game. I have no idea what's going to happen. And I think you can go ahead and say that that's going to be going to have the most ratings from this weekend for sure. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably agree with you definitely on the ratings part. Justin, I want to hear your uh, favorite matchup for this weekend before I hop into mine. I feel like mine's going to be completely different from you guys. You're muted, Justin. Oh, my bad. Um, yeah, so I agree with Brett. That is uh, very, very intriguing. I am very interested in that. I want to see uh, Dallas lose so bad. Cowboys – Cowboy fans really make you hate that team. But I'm going to go with the Bills and the Pats. Um, you know, division rivals, round three. I want to see uh, I want to see how it turns out. I think uh, I got the Bills to win this one. I think uh, Josh Allen was fantastic in a, in a, in a last meeting. But um, you never know. I mean, the Pats got a, a, a rookie quarterback, but you never can 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 count out uh, Bill Belichick. So, uh, like I said, a round three division matchup 
the, the third time, especially in the uh, playoffs, is always interesting. So I, I, I want to see uh, who wants some more. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing uh, how this game plays out. I think uh, I think the Bills going to take it, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, personally, you know, I feel like if you're a fan of football and your team isn't in the playoffs, I don't know how you couldn't want to see them fucking wagons be circled. <laughs> Come on. I want nothing more than to see them circling them wagons after the Super Bowl. I want to see them win it. I said that I said that they were my Super Bowl pick in like March of last year. Or yeah, of last year. March of last year. And I'm I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting on the Bills. Uh I love them. I mean, how it would be nice to see one Mitch Trubisky get that ring. Two, Josh Allen. I love that dude, gunslinger. Um, and I just love the Bills, man. They, they deserve one in Buffalo, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a good football town. You know, it's kind of like a town, you know, not really a city, but their fans are passionate. And, you know, they had four straight Super Bowl losses in the 90s. Like, I'd die. I'd crumble. I'd crumble. Like, I don't even know if I'd be living after two straight Super Bowl losses, let, let alone four. Like, man, I just want to see them fucking wagons circled. But I will say my most interesting matchup, you know, everyone's kind of going to talk about Pat's Bills round three, Cardinals, Rams round three, 49ers, Cowboys, that 90s historic rivalry. My favorite matchup this weekend is Raiders, Bengals, and I'm picking Vegas. I'm picking Vegas. You know, I love Cincinnati, and I think it'd also be cool if I, if Cincinnati could get to the bowl. They're riding high. You know, they just got that, you know, big win over the Chiefs to secure the North. Like, that was awesome. Good for them. But the Raiders, man, just all their, you know, and I was shitting on the Raiders earlier this year. I remember we all got into some heated arguments about the Raiders, me just kind of shitting on them. But I think the Raiders are pulling this one out, dude. I got that gut feeling. This is the wild card team that's going to win. Uh, Bengals are young and experienced. You know, Derek Carr has been out of the playoffs for a while, but he's been there. And, you know, they've just got that chip on the shoulder. You know, so much shit has happened. They lost their head coach in, like, week five of the season. That was a major cloud over their head. Then a few weeks later, you get Henry Ruggs in his situation, Damon Arnett in his situation. They just had a DUI, like, two weeks ago again. And they're still winning games. And, you know, this is a team that, you know, they played the most the, the, the most recent game of football Sunday night against the Chargers. And it was a great game, one of the best games of the year. And they pulled out a win. They've got momentum on their side. Joe Burrow didn't play last weekend. You know, he's still fighting with that injury. I got the Raiders. And that is my favorite matchup of the weekend. I'm excited to watch that game. Uh, and I think Vegas is going to be that wild card team that moves on to the divisional. I feel like that's just kind of the game that everyone's kind of moving past a little bit. And I don't want to rule out the Eagles, but it's Tom Brady and it's the Bucs, dude. Like, you know, I'd love to see a good game out of Philly, but it's Tom Brady and the Bucs. Like, that's another game where I kind of kept my eye on it. And I was like, I really can't rule that out as a lock. You know, I look at, you know, I think the, the Steelers are getting slept on. Like me, Brett was saying earlier, Steelers are getting heavily slept on, but I'm still rocking with the Chiefs. Uh, but the rest of the games, man, those are good matchups. Uh, but I feel like this is the Raiders Bengals one is one that people are kind of just moving past. Bengals are going to win, and I got and I got the Raiders. So I want to hear your guys's uh, wild card picks, and then we'll get into the end of the year awards. 
Raiders, Bengals, who you guys got? I'm going to take the Raiders on that one with you as well. Um, Like I said, I, I don't even want to – I don't know what the Raiders are. They got into the playoffs on some magic carpet. I don't, I don't know what to expect. Every time I bet on them, I'm wrong, except for I think one week when I – the uh, week after John Madden passed, I, I had him beating the uh, Colts and they and they pulled it off. But I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I think uh, they break that 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 long uh, no playoff win drought since uh, what is it 90, 91, something like that. So uh, I think I think they do it. I think uh, since he got it. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised though. I wouldn't be surprised if the, if, if, if the Raiders pulled it off. They've been they've been shocking me all all year. So it, it can't go either way. Pats, Bills, I know that you said you're rocking with Buffalo, Justin. I'm rocking with Buffalo as well. B-Money, who you got? Taking Bill B and the boys on this one, man. Yeah, you're rocking with um, Yeah, you know, I was, I was a little uh, up in the air on it, but I saw the uh, press conference with, or, you know, the little interview, and Bill B is wearing his danger zone hoodie, and I think he's going to put the Bills in the danger zone. So I'm I'm rolling with the Patriots on this one, man. Damn, that's two wild card teams. We still got four games left, and you're two you two wild card teams so far. Uh, two underdogs. Two, two dogs. Under, two dogs. Uh, Eagles. I got more. I'm a rock with, uh, <laughs> I'm a rock with Tampa. I'm a rock with Tampa. Uh, I like the Eagles. I think it's going to be a better game than most expect. Kind of like that uh, Washington Tampa game last year. You know, everyone kind of expected Tampa to roll. But right. I, I'm kind of feeling that same energy. I think Eagles are going to come out there, major dogs. And, you know, you're always kind of pulling for a dog. Dogs come out and fight, you know, get that big bark in them. But uh, you're, you're, dealing with, you're dealing with Tom Brady here. Uh, I'm rocking with uh, Tommy B and uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the Bucks by eight. So Bucks minus seven and a half. And take Tom Brady for over 300 passing yards. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely going to be more than a uh, touchdown. I'm going to roll with Tampa. Uh, they're going to have to contain that run. And uh, Philly can't, like like, like uh, Will said, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be like a wash or anything. Probably uh, a kind of tight game. I think um, they start off probably pretty strong with the run. But uh, Tampa going to need those dogs to show up, JPP. Uh, you know, Shaq Bear coming off the edge, containing the uh, run. But at the end of the day, yeah, the goal going to pull it off, Tom Brady. Yeah, a little side note, too, as well. Philadelphia is 0-6 this season against all the teams in the playoffs that they have played. And in the last eight weeks or so, the quarterbacks that they have played has been ridiculous, like low-caliber guys. So to be matched up against the GOAT, being 0-6 against playoff teams on the road, I wouldn't, I wouldn't surprise to see a double-digit game here. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going, with, going with the uh, Bucks by eight. Niners-Cowboys. Uh, I'm going with the 49ers on this one. Uh, like Brett said, they're, you know, they're a sneaky team. They're a scary team. They've competed all year long with good teams. And they just beat the Rams to get into in L.A., uh, you know, that the, the, they're rocking with momentum. And that should be scary to the NFC because the NFC, you know, as bad as the bottom half of the NFC was, this is a very, 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 in my opinion, a very even, you know, playoff. 
you know, I think probably the Eagles, who are the seven, are probably the worst team. And even they could be a little stinky. The Cardinals and Rams are both very good teams. Niners and Cowboys are both very good teams. The Packers are loaded. Bucks are loaded. Like this is the NFC is going to be so much fun to watch this postseason. And I'm rocking with the Niners. This is going to be my second wild card team to win. Yeah. Um, in this game, you know, I know the Cowboys are at home, but I feel like the Cowboys are, I mean, to me, I would think the Cowboys are the dog in this game. But I'm I'm rolling with the Cowboys. I think they'll get the job done. Um, the Niners are playing hot, you know, and they just came off a great win to get into the playoffs against the Rams. So I feel like it's real easy to want to say the Niners, but, you know, the Cowboys, um, I, I think they're going to be ready for the run. I don't think they're going to get beat up as bad as some might think in the run game. You know, Parsons, I think. He, he's had some comments about uh, the Niners bully ball this week. And I, I think I think he'll step up big. I think the two running backs for the Cowboys, Pollard and Zeke, will have good games. Uh, C.D. Lamb's been pretty quiet the last couple of weeks. So I expect him to get going. And I just expect an overall uh, well-rounded game from the Cowboys and to get the job done. Um, I disagree. I, I got the Niners winning. I think their ability to run the ball is very key. It's going to be very key in this game. I think Mike McCarthy gets outcoached. Uh, I think, you know, they have a lot of great pieces um, on the offense. Debo, Ayuk, uh, you know, Kittle. So I think, uh, I think they pull it off. I think the um, Cowboys have been very reliant on big plays. And not to say that they can't have a game like that this weekend, but I just think it's going to catch up to them. I think they beat up, beat up on a lot of bad teams. They end a not so good division. Took advantage of that. Um, the Cowboys fans have made me hate this team this season. I think they got a, a first round exit coming, and um, they're just not the same, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened with those running backs, but they have not been the dominant duo that we uh, expected. Um, Dak doesn't even use his legs at all, so I don't I don't know what's what's going on with him. I think he's scared to run or something after that uh, injury. But uh, no Michael Gallup, so we kind of got to rely on um, C.D. Lamb and Amari. I just I just think the Niners got their number and um, the company are hot, and I think the Niners take it. Okay, I can get behind both picks. I think it's gonna be a great game. Uh, Steelers Chiefs, another one that teams are really looking, uh, people are really looking over this game. Uh, it's still Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers at the end of the day. Uh, and you know they've got that Browns loss in their head from last year, too. Everyone kind of writing them out this season, uh, thinking they weren't going to get back to the postseason, but they did it. You know, it took you know it took some help. But if you get into the postseason, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. It don't matter how you got in. You're in the playoffs. Uh, and like I said, you know they have that playoff loss to the Browns from last year in the back of their heads. So, I mean, I'm still going to rock with the Chiefs. I'm exactly. going to by 10. I'm rocking with Chiefs by 10. But, you know, you could say Chiefs by 10, but I still think it's going to be like one of those close games. You know what I'm feeling? Like, yeah, you can win by 10 points and it can still be a tight one till the end. You know, they're up by three. Chiefs get a touchdown or some shit at the very end. Still be a tight game the whole game. And I think it's going to be one of those. Uh, but I think I think I'm I'm rocking with Kansas City here. And uh, Big Ben, unfortunately, is going to go out with a playoff loss. 
Yeah. Um, I will say I love the Steelers at plus 12 and a half. I, that's my favorite bet of the week. But, yeah, like you said, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be close, but I think that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will get it done in the second half. Um, I'm really looking forward to this game. And, you know, I might I might be wrong, or maybe he left the game early, but I don't even know if T.J. Watt was in that first matchup. And they got down early so bad. I think it was like 20 to zero or something. And this is just not going to be that game. Uh, this game is going to be a lot closer than it was earlier in the year. And I think the Steelers are going to show up to Arrowhead with some vengeance. So I love the Steelers plus 12 and a half, but I just think the Chiefs are, are going to get it done. I'm not going to say it can't happen, but I would be very surprised if the Chiefs didn't win this game. Um, I don't know if you guys peeped it or not, but uh, earlier in the week, I think, uh, when was that? I think maybe yesterday, Big Ben said something like, uh, we don't got a chance to win or, or, or some, something like that. I forgot, you know, some on the lines of that. But after I heard him say that, I was like, oh, for sure. I, I, I'm never going to say, like, there's no chance for them to win. But if you saying something like that before the game, I think you already mentally beat. Whether it's going to be a close game or not, um, Chiefs got it. It's not going to be a... I'll watch anything, but for sure, I would be very surprised if the Chiefs didn't win this game. So I'm rocking with the Chiefs. Last game of wild card weekend, the Monday night duel, the NFC West matchup, Cardinals, Rams, two high powered offenses going head to head. They're my Super Bowl pick early on this year. Same. Uh, and I think they're still going to get it done. I think, yeah, you could, this is really maybe my biggest toss up, though. This is my biggest toss-up. You know, you put it 50-50, you know, I'll lean 51% Rams on this one. I'm rocking with L.A. You know, they've got experience. Uh, Sean McVay's been there, done that many times. Uh, you know, Stafford came from Detroit, so he doesn't have much experience, but experience is experience. Uh, quoting the great Loki there. Um, yeah, I'm rocking with the Rams. I'm rocking with the Rams. I like their defense. Donald has always shown up in big games. Uh, Stafford's going to get it done. You know, maybe he'll be a little bit shaky. But, you know, you look at the other side, you look at the Cardinals, you know, they really haven't been there and they really haven't done that, you know. Uh, I think Kyler's still going to show out, but I think it's going to be a tight one and I'm going to rock with the Rams. Uh, this is, you know, last game, but this is the other dog pick I was talking about. I'm going with the Cardinals here. Um, you know, I would feel a lot more confident in the pick if DeAndre Hopkins was coming back, but I've been seeing some things in, in the, uh, the Twitter verse about how JJ Watt might be possibly returning for this week. So I think that's really, really huge for, uh, the Arizona defense and, you know, this, they haven't – obviously, they started off the year like 7 or 8-0, and 0, and they haven't finished quite as strong. But I'm, I'm expecting the Cardinals to uh, get a playoff win, Kyler's first playoff win. And I think it's going to be a close game. I think it could even be a little back and forth. Um, I won't be surprised at the result either way. And as a Packer fan, I'd much rather see – the uh, Cardinals in Lambeau 
over the Rams in Lambeau. I think the Rams definitely have a more talented roster. But uh, that's not that's really not what it uh, comes down to on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, you know. So I think the uh, Cardinals are going to be able to squeak this one out. And Kyler Murray is definitely going to have to have a great game, throwing the football, getting it done with his legs. Uh, I'm going to go the Cardinals within six for sure. Um. Yeah, so just like Will, the Rams was my Super Bowl pick. I don't – I'm not going to say I don't trust the Rams. I don't trust Matthew Stafford at this point. That 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 uh, overtime pick that he threw against the uh, Niners was just – I'm just fed up with it. Um, I think somewhere in these playoffs he's going to disappoint and they're going to lose because of it. Um, that being said, I still got the Rams. Like I said, I, I just don't trust Stafford, but I also don't trust the Cardinals. Um, I don't, I don't, I think they need D hop for sure. And I'm just not sold on their defense. Same thing as, uh, what, uh, Brett said. I know that, uh, JJ is coming back, but I'm just not sold on them. So it's just basically, I think who I trust the most And this weekend, I think I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a rock with the Rams. I think they got it this weekend, but, um, going forward, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm leave it as my Super Bowl pick, but. It's not looking good. I do not trust Matthew Stafford. I think he's going to get it done this weekend, though. All right, we got the predictions in. I'm going to get the brackets posted on Twitter, put y'all on the spot and social media, too. So y'all better be locked in. Uh, end of the year awards here. Uh, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year. Uh Seven awards, we're going to fly through them pretty quickly, get you guys wrapped up and uh, ready for playoff weekend. Let's go ahead and start off with MVP. And I'm going to let Brett White start it off and give his Aaron Rodgers reasoning, and we'll uh, move on to our picks. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, MVP, back-to-back MVP. Um, you know, hands down, best team in football the regular season. He did it with a battered O-line all year. Um, one of the biggest games of the year for the Green Bay Packers was against the Arizona Cardinals in the middle of the season. Um, obviously, you know, he hasn't had the O-line all year, but, uh, you know, he was missing Devontae Adams that game, stepped up huge. And, you know, Rodgers has just been getting it done all year long, you know, efficiently, um, and he's been the reason why Green Bay has been winning these games. Uh, obviously, had a bad week one. And when you look at the schedule, um, you know, he didn't perform too well against Seattle, which was his first game back. Um, I think he got back on the Saturday from the COVID protocols and then played on Sunday. So, you know, there's a little – um, explanation for that. I, I mean, a little bit, you know, you could use that and saying that was maybe part of the reason why he didn't throw a touchdown that game. But um, when you just look at it, Rodgers finished the year, what was it, 13 and two, I believe, lost the first game of the year and lost another game to the Minnesota Vikings in a game where everyone's beat that was the most injury injury the most injuries green bay has had all year in a game they played um especially on the defensive side of the ball 
And, you know, that was the reason they lost the game. Like, Rodgers threw for almost, I want to say, like 400 yards and four touchdowns in that game. So, you know, even even that loss, like, there's, it's not it's not really, you know, you can uh, – he's, he's not to blame there. When you look at Tom Brady – and why I'm talking about these wins and losses, because when you look at Tom Brady, somebody who's had – Relatively healthy team for most of the year, given Godwin and Fournette at the end. But you get beat by the Saints twice. Um, he's had some bad games. They they had back-to-back losses. Brady's had 15 or 16 turnovers compared to Rodgers, like, seven or six. You know, it's – he's – yeah, you can say that Brady's thrown more touchdowns and more yards, but he's also thrown the football a lot more. So I know I saw um, one of the guys on ESPN. I think it was maybe Emmanuel Acho. He's like, if you're having to do division to come up with reasons to why Rodgers win the MVP, it's all wrong. But, I mean, I, I, I feel like it's just logical if, if anybody – throws the ball more, you're going to have an opportunity to have more yards. I mean, look at look back at the year when Drew Brees threw for over 40 touchdown passes and 5,000 yards, and he did that in a 16-game season, and he didn't win MVP because it's not all about the numbers. It's not all about the gross numbers. It's about winning football games, how you get it done, being efficient, and being the most valuable player on your team. And I think that's Aaron Rodgers. Was that uh, Cam Newton? Um, no, I believe Rodgers won it that year as well. Maybe. I mean, I, I just know that Breeze didn't win it that year. And it's it's because, yeah, he threw a lot of interceptions. Um, I don't know if they were the best team in football. And one thing I will say uh, – the last three seasons, before this season, last year, Rodgers, the year before, Lamar Jackson, and the year before that, Patrick Mahomes. All, what all those three guys have in common is they were the best team in football, and they had the highest QBR rating. All three of them guys won MVP. This year, best team in football. Highest QBR rating. Let's not get too too. And Brady's played more games than Rodgers. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna say, oh well, playing games is a big part of the thing. Well, Rodgers got to sit the last game of the season and missed a game in the middle of the season and still is the number one seed. So if you want to talk about, oh well, playing games is is part of it. And if you miss games, then that's on. Well, they still got the number one seed. So. I think that you just got to evaluate the games that he has played and not – you can't use you, the fact that Brady has played two more games. You can't use that in favor as to why he should get that over Rodgers because at the end of the day, Packers are still the one seed. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think you can have an argument for Brady, but I think it would be crazy to not give it to Rodgers. You good? You done? Yeah, that's it. 
I, I knew I just had to let you go first. I had to let you get the rant in, which is good. Which is good. good for you. I, I would love to hear. I'd love to hear uh, an explanation for Brady, though. I mean, I, I, I feel like it. I feel like it's it's so hard to to give Brady a fair shake without. I mean, he he's led the league in yards and touchdowns, which is amazing. But it's hard to give him a fair evaluation without taking his age into consideration. I mean, that that guy's ridiculous, dude. Forty three years old to put up those numbers—that's amazing. But somebody just did it better than you this year. Okay, I think. I think Rodgers should win MVP. Sorry, I was, like, throwing up a little bit. But I won't be shocked if they give it to Brady. That's all. That's how I'm going to finish that. Like, I won't be like, – I'm going to – like, sorry, I had to hold the puke down for a second. Rodgers should get MVP, but I would not be shocked in the slightest if they give it to if they give it to Brady. That's, that's, that's pretty much all I got to say. You know, Brett kind of covered why I think Rodgers should be MVP. But if they give it to Brady, you know, I'm not going to sit there and bitch and moan. Oh, right. Well, yeah, why would you? You're a Bear fan. Exactly. I don't think you ever want anybody getting any accolades yeah, on the exactly. rock. I'm going to say, hell yeah. That's my MVP, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah. think it should be Rodgers. Yeah, I agree. Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think the only real argument you could make is just uh, you take it to account, like you said, Tom Brady's age. Look at the age he's doing this at. So. Other than that, I mean, right, right, like you said, I mean, if you throw the ball more, of course you'll you're gonna have more, uh, you know, better numbers. Um, Aaron Rodgers didn't have to throw the ball as much as as, as Brady. He got a nice running game over there. Yeah, it's, it's it's obviously he threw way less uh, interceptions. It's obvious. It's, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. We agree. Yeah, love to hear that. Offensive Player of the Year. I feel like this should be short and sweet. I'm rocking Cooper Cup. He's had an all decade season. Uh. You know, yeah, 17 games, yada, 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 yada. These records are going to go on forever, people. Once they add the 18th game, people are going to start bitching. Whatever. He had an all-decade season. Fucking amazing numbers. Uh, You've seen, you know, obviously them getting Matt Stafford, how much that improved. Uh, Cooper Cup's a dog. You know, he's been slept on these last few years, and I think it's time for him to finally get that real recognition and uh, get that – Offensive player of the year. Just the numbers alone, I feel like you really can't go in any other direction for offensive player of the year. Yeah, I'm rocking with Cooper Cup as well. Um, Like he said, he just had a dominant year. Amazing. 1,900 yards, boatload of touchdowns. And definitely from a defensive standpoint, when you're reviewing the Rams, that is the guy that you are looking at, Cooper Cup. Triple crown king, Cooper Cup. Yeah, triple crown. When was the last time that happened? Steve Smith in like 04? Like, yeah, 04, 05, something like that, yeah. No, it's good for him. Honestly, you know, like I said, he's been one of the most slept-on players in the league over the last few years. It's nice to finally see him get some recognition. Uh, I do think Jonathan Taylor should definitely be in that mix. The Colts wouldn't even be close to what they were without him. But at the end of the day, Cup has just had an all-decade year. Um, defensive player of the year. Uh, I feel like you got to look no other way than TJ Watt again. You know, obviously Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. His sacks have declined, but he's still doing it from the interior. He's still nuts with it. Uh, but 
you know, I've seen some posts about, you know, PFF and all their deep analytics and all this and that. And, you know, he's got a higher win above replacement than TJ Watt. He should be defensive player of the year, yada, yada, yada. TJ Watt just tied the sack record. He sacking the quarterback, which, you know, scares the shit out of quarterbacks, takes offense out the game. I'm rocking TJ. Yeah, I'm going TJ Watt as well. I think I think it's really a no-brainer. Uh, you know, I think there's more debate between the MVP and the Offensive Player of the Year than this award, TJ Watt. Yeah, he missed the whole game and uh, broke the record. So, I mean, he plays that. that, that I'm sorry, he ties the record. Oh, it's two, right? Yeah, he missed two so, games. He did that shit in 15, so I don't want to hear none yeah. of that 17-game bullshit out of anyone. And he, and he all right, so I mean, if he plays those games, he probably breaks the record, and uh, you can argue, you, yeah. So, and then you can argue he, he probably should have won defensive player last year as well. So, yeah, it's definitely TJ this year for sure. Hundred uh, percent. I feel like a lot of these have kind of been no brainers. Offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year, I also feel like are no brainers. Uh, Jamar Chase, a year after JJ did it, breaking yep. the you know the Super Bowl era rookie receiving record, and then breaking the all time. Super Bowl record, you know, it's just, you know, what he's done is unmatched. I think he has the most 20-plus yard touchdowns in the NFL by a long shot. Uh, he's a dog, you know. He's a dog. Uh, I feel like it's no choice but Jamar Chase. Yeah, I'm going I'm going with Jamar Chase as well. Um, you know, there was midseason, there was probably, you know, a little back and forth with Mac Jones and Jamar Chase. Um, but with how Chase, I mean, outside of the Denver game, with how he's finished the year and especially to just finish the year with an exclamation point, um, 11 catches, 260 plus yards, bunch of tuds. That's just an amazing performance. Um, beat Justin Jefferson's record from just a year ago. And I mean, without Herbert, you know, Jefferson's going to win that rookie of the year. And, uh, yeah, I think it's no-brainer. Chase has got it this year. I agree. Jamar Chase. It's really crazy. Remember before week one when we were talking about all them drops he had and how, you know, he was just like, oh, well, the college football football had uh, white stripes on it, so it's the Justin. (laughs) And then he goes out and does this shit. I remember how hard I was – remember how hard we were laughing at him for not taking Penny Sewell, who's been dominant this year, like – you know, he's kind of just, you know, silenced the doubters this year and having the season. That oh, he's- yeah. I will say, I mean, I didn't laugh that they took Jamar Chase. I mean, I knew it would be a good, like, it's a solid pick. You know, he lit it up in college football. Yeah. And like you were saying about the drops, I thought it was going to take him a little bit more time. But I will say, I did not think that he was going to have a year like he did. I mean, I thought he was going to maybe be the number two or even possible three receiver on that team. And he was number one by far. Oh, yeah. I remember, you know, when JJ got drafted and Viking fans were like, oh, yeah, bro, Justin Jefferson's going to go easily over a thousand. And me and Brett were like, y'all are crazy. Like, how often do we see rookie receivers doing what they do, having thousand yard seasons? Like, it's so rare. Like, y'all got to take a step back and like relax. And then he breaks the rookie receiving record. And I'm like, damn, it's going to be a while before we see that happen again. Bam, one season right. later. It's like it shows you how much the league's evolved, really. Yeah. The league has evolved. And, and even crazier part about that is 
these guys came from the same damn team in college. They were playing with each other. Yeah. And Joe Burrow on the football. That just made, like if if you want to talk about one of the greatest college football teams of all time, mm-hmm. that is definitely something that you can use for that argument. I mean, oh, Joe Burrow was throwing the football to these guys. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let alone from the first rounder and Clyde and you know all that. But yeah. let's keep him moving. Nuts, Nuts team. Uh. Defensive Rookie of the Year, I feel like this is also a no-brainer. You know, there's talks of him being an all-pro. I feel like it's Michael Parsons. He's got hella sacks, you know, kind of just being put all around the field, insane speed, so many tackles. I think he is – I think he's got the most tackles in the NFL out of players with 10-plus sacks, which is nuts. You know, he's just kind of done it all, uh, and I feel like that's an easy no-brainer as well, Michael Parsons. Yep, 100%. Yep, we agree. All right, let's get into a comeback player of the year. I remember when we talked about who we projected was going to win this award, uh, I said Dak Prescott. I feel like you got to go Joey B. Mm, yeah. yeah, I was hoping you didn't say that because I've got Joe Burrow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember we talk, I feel like we talked about this when we were doing our midseason rewards about MVP and stuff. The last few games of the year just have so much more weight, I think, you know, just because of the recency bias a little bit. It's hard to take that out of your opinion when, you know, the last games, you know, you kind of just see the path of playoffs and all of that already. And and you just – those just seem to matter so much more than, the you know, the first – it's like the last two games of the season almost mean more than the first four. Mm -hmm. But – um, yeah, I'm going with Joey B, too. He just lit it up coming off freaking blown-out knee. And, you know, there's you could say that Dak Prescott and I want to even say there was even somebody else's name I can't think of right now that was talk, in the conversation, too. We talked Saquon too. a lot. We talked Saquon. Yeah, but definitely not Saquon. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a toss. You could You could give it to Dak, but I think Joe Burrow deserves it. Agreed. Yeah, I didn't even um put that together right. He is coming back. Yeah, it's that. De- yeah, it's definitely Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, Joe Burrow. And then Coach of the Year. Uh, if you would have asked me this last week, I would have had a different answer because he didn't get into the playoffs. I would have said Sean Payton. Uh, they broke the record, the Saints, for most players used. Uh, you want to talk about taking a shot? You know, you got Jameis Winston coming in. He was playing solid ball. Saints were kind of rolling there. And then, you know, them just having to bounce back and forth between Ian Book, Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill. And like I said, they broke the NFL record for players used. Uh, it's not like they're in an easy divi- that easy of a division either. Uh, you just got to respect the hell out of what – every single year, Sean Payton gets screwed with salary cap because of how they run their front office over in, you know – New Orleans, you know, they're all, like they made a net like a negative one hundred million dollar salary cap work this year. Barely got under the cap, and still were a game away from the playoffs. Uh, but this year, I feel like has Lafleur won it yet, Brett? No. I feel like it's got to be Lafleur. You know, I was thinking that as well, but. My only argument to that is, you know, they've had a bunch of injuries, which is why I think LaFleur 
uh, qualifies. And, you know, they finished with the best record in football, number one seed. But, you know, the only thing where you can kind of just be like, ah, is he's got the MVP yeah. at quarterback, all pro wide receiver, best, arguably the best wide receiver in football. And, um, you know, I, but I'm going to go with this maybe an oddball pick and correct me if I butcher his name, but I think you got, I, I think I would go with Rich Basachi. Is that how you say yeah. his last name? Yeah. I yeah. I mean, the, the Raiders, man, they were, you know, we had one of our little segments was, are the Raiders frauds? And I think we all said that the Raiders were frauds. And, you know, be, fraud, fraudulent based on what their record was at the time. And, you know, I think, what did they lose to the Giants? Did the Raiders lose to the Giants this year? Yep. Yeah, right after that Giants loss. And the Bears. If you would have told me. And the Bears, right. That was around the same time. If you would have told me that the Raiders are going to get into the playoffs with their situation and their interim head coach, I would have I would have put a lot of money on it that they wouldn't. <laughs> and here they are in the playoffs. So I think, you know, he's done an amazing job. And uh, there's a lot of, a lot of qualified candidates. You know, you could, you could say, like you said, Matt LaFleur with all the injuries. And I was thinking about this earlier when we were talking about the playoff teams is the other one seed in the AFC is the Tennessee Titans. And Brave. if you would have told me that Tennessee was going to be the number one seed the week Derrick Henry went down, I would have said that you're crazy as well. And I would have bet a lot of – I would have lost a lot of money on those two things right there. So, for them to – what's that? I didn't even have the Titans winning their, their their division before Derrick Henry. Right. I had the Colts. Right. If, like you said, if you would have told – I said Titans are washed. I said it's over. After Derrick Henry went down, look at them. Number one seed in the fucking AFC, nuts. So, you know, I remember I mentioned Vrabel for Coach of the Year for our midseason awards. And maybe – I think they were the one – they were the – uh, one seed at that point. But, you know, they had some ups and downs, and here they are finishing the season as the one seed. So, you know, I think it could be, could be Vrabel, LaFleur, Versace, but I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think, to me, that's the most impressive. True. I feel like another game, another name that we really haven't talked about, uh, a little first to, or worst to first guy, Zach Taylor. I don't think really anyone saw – the Bengals coming out of that tough AFC North as the champions this year. I think we could have maybe even all agreed that Steelers, Ravens, and Browns were much better than the Bengals. And they still, you know, go out there and do what they did. Kind of reminds me of, you know, a little Matt Nagy action, you know, when Nagy came into the North and no one really thought they were going to walk away with the title after, you know, Green Bay gets Aaron Rodgers back and uh, Minnesota won the division the year before. So I feel like that really can't be ruled out either is Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. Yeah, I like that. Who you got, Justin? Yeah, uh, Brett kind of took mine, Vrabel. Vrabel. <laughs> was my yeah, um, yeah, for pretty much what you guys said. So, yeah, Vrabel. Really, it's really a toss-up for Coach of the Year this year. There's a lot of guys that I think could be really well-deserving of it. Um, which, you know, there, there's those arguments every single year. You know, a lot of teams, you know, three or four teams we see come in, do something that we really weren't expecting. Uh, but I think, you know, Brett, your, your, yours is uh, kind of, you know, what I like. Uh, 
Versace in uh, Vegas. Because Did, didn't Bruce Arians win coach of the year when Pagano got cancer with the Colts? When Arians had to step in? I think he, he won coach have, yeah. of the year with the Colts. I'm not sure. But I think I think that happened. So I could see something like that as well happening. But that's going to wrap it up, boys. I had a lot of fun today. We got a lot of good convos in there. You know, it's playoff football. You guys enjoy your sixth game uh, weekend. I'm, I'm juiced about it. I'm juiced. Uh, I'm hoping that them wagons are being circled, baby. That's my team moving forward. I'm hoping the Bills go all the way. Uh, I just don't I, don't. I don't. I don't know how you could be a fan of football and not be pulling for the fucking Buffalo Bills, baby. Um, that's uh, that's the team right there, baby. Uh, but a lot of good combos today. You know, head coaching search, playoffs, and uh, end of the year awards. Uh, I feel like we got our all of our two cents in there. Any last comments, boys? Go, Pat, go. Fuck off. I shouldn't even said it. I knew he was saying it. I don't even know why I gave him the shot to say it. I'm Will G. I'm Brett White. I'm Justin Matthews. And this has been the Pinewood Perspective.